Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, episode number 145. This is your host, Peter Renton, founder of Lend Academy and co-founder of Lendit Fintech. This episode of the Lend Academy podcast is sponsored by Nortridge Software, the platform behind some of the largest and most innovative lending companies in fintech. If you've gone to lend it, chances are you've seen some of their customers. They chose Nortridge Software because it allowed them to push to market faster, provided the flexibility that other platforms don't, and enabled them to go from startup to IPO. Learn more at nortridge.com. We're doing something a little bit different on the show today, but it is something that we have done at this time every year, right before the big Lendit conference. Lendit Fintech USA 2018 is coming up in San Francisco, April 9 through 11, and it's going to be the biggest conference we have ever done. So what I wanted to do was bring on the Lendit content team. We're going to delve into the event in some depth. We'll be able to show people what to expect, all the different components of the event and how to get the most out of it. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Okay, so let's just, before we get started, let's just go around so everybody knows who is on the phone here. And why don't we, um, let's just go around and introduce ourselves real quick. All right, I guess I'll start. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Jones, one of the co-founders of Landit. And over the last year, I've been working on launching our new, newest event, Blockfin, Blockchain for Financial Services. Hey everyone, this is Todd Anderson. I'm the director of content at Lendit and uh, responsible for helping to build the agenda. This is Ryan Lichtenwald. I am a content manager and journalist, and I also help build the, the content for Lendit as well as uh, writing quite a bit on Lend Academy as well. Okay, thanks guys. So I want to get started and just before we even get into what into the preview of, of the show, what's been going on in fintech, we should start with a change that we made. Uh, we made this a few months ago now where we changed our name from Lendit to Lendit Fintech. And maybe, Jason, you can sort of give us a little bit of background about that and why we decided to change the name of the event. Sure. So first of all, it's a very subtle change, Lendit to Lendit Fintech. We didn't announce it. There was no fanfare made about it, no press release or anything like that. But it helps us slightly with our positioning. We love the name Lendit. It's a great, strong brand name, and uh, we're well-known in our industry. But the industry goes beyond just lending. We love lending, and it's a huge component of our, of our event. But we've expanded to all areas of fintech, whether it's wealth management or payments or insure tech, real estate, all these different areas plus all the, all the technologies underlying them, AI and blockchain, cybersecurity and biometrics. These are all important parts of the, the financial services industry. We think of ourselves as positioned as innovation taking place in financial services, whether that is a big bank that's thinking about innovation or whether, that, or whether that's a mid-sized fintech company or a two-person startup. We don't care. We're looking for the most innovative ideas coming out of fintech and lend it, lend it fintech is positioned to capture those ideas, to focus the spotlight on them, and to learn from those entrepreneurs that are making such innovation happen. Okay, so then let's start with those ideas, and and um, maybe let's be, before we really get into the the guts of the event, let's just talk about some of the trends 
um, that are happening in, in fintech today. So maybe I'll um, start with you, Todd, and just talk about what, what are some of the things that you're seeing in fintech today? So what I think has been interesting, especially in the last 18 months, is that you've seen banks really go all in on digital, whether it's through acquisition or partnering with fintech companies. You've seen banks really start to make that transition into a more digital service. You have brands like Chase spinning out a new mobile brand with Fin. You also have banks like PNC starting their own consumer lending platforms. So I think what you've really seen is banks have noticed the success of fintech companies as well as the success they've had with consumer experience. And banks have really gone all in with digital. And um, I think that's been a real big trend, especially in the last 18 months of the last year. Yeah, and we're certainly seeing that when it comes to the registrations that are coming in. We've got you know, more and more banks registering for Lender than we've ever had before. So anyway, Ryan, what about you? What are you what are you seeing in fintech lately? Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things, you know, the past two or three months uh, is with Amazon. I, I think people have been talking about Amazon for for quite some time when they're really going to enter financial services, and there's really just been a flurry of news. As of late, you know, they they talked a little bit about their originations of, of reaching three billion, which was interesting. They're partnering with Bank of America for their loans. You know, a division of Amazon, I think it was the Alexa Fund, is investing in this debit card for kids. Uh, there's been talk about these checking accounts providing cre- new credit cards for small businesses. They're hiring in a in their in a mortgage division apparently. So there's just been all this news on. On Amazon, it, it's all kind of finally coming to light, and I think it's going to be really interesting to to see the development developments over the next year or so. Yeah, indeed. I mean, Amazon. I mean, we we, we they they are making so many moves out of the big sort of tech companies. There, they seem to be one that's most aggressively coming into finance. Okay, well, let's let's go to you, Jason. What are you seeing? Well, I've been focused on the blockchain industry. And uh, I'd say last year felt like the focus was really on AI and the, the emergence of AI. This year feels like the momentum or the spotlight has shifted to the blockchain. We created Blockfin because from a programming perspective, we saw so many blockchain companies that were being created, that were growing quickly, that were disrupting the industry. So we decided it was time to create this event within the event, Blockfin. And specifically, uh, in the financial services space, what we're seeing is basically all the different pieces of the financial services industry are being rethought and rebuilt on crypto. The core technologies that are kind of the the, the layer, the protocol layers that are being re- rethought right now that are kind of completing or uh, continuing to build on top of the inter- internet include a wallet, reputation, identity, and voting are probably the, the core the core technologies that uh, are being built. Once those protocols are, are, are put into the foundation, we're seeing all sorts of financial services companies uh, that, are, that are thinking about how to build crypto first, whether it's uh, a payments company or a custodian or companies that are thinking about the ability to do quarterly reporting, the kind of the Bloomberg type uh, reference data set companies, obviously fund management, accounting and administration, all sorts of different companies are being created around the financial services industry that are thinking about how to be built on crypto. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I also just want to, I mean, I think we, we should also want to mention the 
you know, the online lending space, we've certainly seen, I would say, a bit of quite a bit of a rebound from where we were a year ago, where there's there's been, uh, I'd say, these companies are growing again. They're becoming profitable. Um, they are you know, certainly not uh, not as pessimistic as they were, you know, a few uh, you know, a year or two ago. And it's I, 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 when I, the people I speak with in the online lending space are certainly looking forward to this year to being the best year ever. And, you know, I think we will, we'll see a lot more optimism, I think, in, uh, at LendIt in that space. So anyway, let's, let's get stuck into the nitty gritty of the event. And I, this is, this is, we're going to be at the Moscone Center, Moscone West specifically. And I know you, you've been there a couple of times, Jason, and looked at the, at the venue there. Can you maybe just give the listeners a little bit of a, a breakdown of the of the structure of the venue. Sure thing. So the Moscone Center is the largest uh, convention center in in San Francisco. It's a three floor building. The first floor will be a giant expo hall. The last few years, the buzz has been tremendous on the expo show floors. I feel like it's a, really the place to be for networking and learning about all the different companies that are in attendance. Second floor will be lended programming. We'll have a giant keynote stage as well as eight tracks of content. Uh, and then the third floor will be the Blockfin programming. We'll have something called the Vision Stage, which we're structuring similar to a TED Talk style stage, where we have kind of industry visionaries get on stage and tell us about their vision of the future, how, what the blockchain's role in their, in, in their vision of the future. We'll also have two, two breakout presentation rooms uh, up there for the Blockfin, as well as a ton of private meeting rooms, We'll have VIP concierge meetings, one-on-one meetings up there, as well as a token summit, which is a summit that matches token buyers with token sellers in a one-to-one fashion. And I think that pretty much sums up the structure of the event. Okay. So maybe we could just, uh, if you could, Jason, just go back and talk talk a little little bit more about the Blockfin Summit. I mean, we've you, know, you obviously gave a very quick overview of it just then, but tell us a little bit about you know who, who are some of the speakers coming, who are the um, how how is it going to to be for people? Because there's going to be there's going to be two kinds of attendees here at Lender this this year. There's going to be those that you know our regular attendees who have been attending for a while. And obviously, we'll have plenty of new people, but they'll, so there'll be people going to the Blockfin Summit who are not blockchain um, you know, domain experts, but there'll also be those people who are, who are really signing up just for the Blockfin Summit. So tell us a little bit about how it's going to work. Sure. So like I mentioned before, the amount of programming that we're dedicating to blockchain has just increased every year. And this year we felt like we had to go, we, we had to just dedicate a, a new event, basically on a new floor, new programming to it. We'll have 190 speakers speaking on the blockchain that will include people in the vision stage as well as the, the breakout rooms, the panels on the breakout rooms. The reason why we think it's, it's really interesting and different than most of the other blockchain conferences out there is because of the audience profile. Right now, pretty much anyone who ho- hosts a, a blockchain event sells out. It's, it's just that's the, the stage of the cycle that we're in right now. So, uh, but most of the people that go to those events are other crypto people. Uh, in this case, we have a crypto, a, a huge crypto audience that, that's coming, but we also have the entire Lendit fintech audience of kind of uh, business decision makers, technologists, investors, and business development people who 
are thinking about innovation in financial services across all the financial services and want to understand uh, what's happening in the blockchain space. So as a result, uh, right now, I just checked stats. 33% of our audience are fintech companies. Many of those fintech companies are thinking about what is their blockchain strategy. Another 29% of our audience are banks and financial institutions. Many of them will be thinking about what's their blockchain strategy. And another, I think it was 12 or 15%, something in that range, were investors. And obviously, they're investing in, in many of these blockchain companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I want to actually talk about what's going to happen on the, the Tuesday night. We have, we have the awards show happening. Todd, do you want to just tell us a little bit about the awards show for this year? It's our second annual. Sure. So uh, the award show is going to be taking place on the night of April 10th. Uh, it's going to be at one market and the festivities will begin around 6.30 p.m. Uh, this is our second annual award show and seeing the response this year, it's gotten you know, certainly a lot bigger and better uh, than last year. Overall, we've received more than 500 applications from fintech companies, banks, and these applications have been from all over the world. We've seen European companies, Indian companies, China companies, companies in Africa. So I think we've really um, captured uh, the essence of fintech and financial services with the award show. In total, we have 21 awards that will be awarded the night of the award show. And we also have our uh, best in show, which is awarded to the best booth on the expo floor. Um, We also have more than 30 judges that will represent fintech. uh, And these are judges that are both from the U.S. and from around the globe. So it's really, we've really seen a great response to the award show. We're looking to a, um, a fun, happy evening. And, you know, we're, we're looking forward to see who wins. Um, right now they're going through the judging process with our judges. And we're looking forward to, um, you know, having an exciting evening. Indeed, indeed we are. And just, just on that, so everyone knows, Linda actually does not choose the winners whatsoever. We have no idea right now who's going to win. And we, we, we choose the finalists and then we hand it over to our esteemed judging panel, panelists who then will select the winner. So that way we, you know, we can't show any favoritism and there's, uh, it's going to be a, just as much a surprise to us as it is for everybody else. Okay. So let's move on. One of the other things that we, we've done every year for some time now is our, our demo stage. Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So last year, what we did was we put our company demo stage in the middle of the expo floor, and we thought that worked really well. So we decided to do it again this year for 2018. And so in, in the stage is called our innovation demo hub uh, in the middle of the expo hall. And, and over the course of, of two days, we'll hear from many companies. And basically, it's a, a 10 minute demo or, or short presentation. And it's kind of one after another, um, you get a sense of kind of what the, the company is doing, some of the innovative things that they're working on, uh, and then we move on to the next. So really looking forward to uh, having that that stage again. And it, it, it continues to draw a lot of interest kind of just because of where it's located. So Okay. Okay. And then um, back again, we're also having for, I think this is the fourth year, Pitch It, Pitch It at Lendit. Todd, you want to give us a bit of a rundown on Pitch It? Sure. So this is our annual startup competition at the event. And this year we've received uh, more than 150 applications from fintech startups in all different categories, from AI to blockchain to data, digital identity, and bank technology. We have judges from some of the best VC firms, including 500 startups, Greylock Partners, 
City Ventures, and Core Innovation Capital. Additionally, this year, we're also having live fundraising. Um, this was something that we initiated at Lendit Europe, and now we're bringing over to Lendit FinTech USA, uh, where companies immediately following Pitch It will be pitching to live fundraise at the conference. It's going to kick off on day one, and the companies in live fundraising will pitch on the Innovation Demo Hub stage right after Pitch It concludes. Uh, and so you'll have a chance to not only see the Pitch It competition, but you can also see live fundraising. And these companies come from all different stages from, I mean, all different focuses from AI to blockchain, data, digital identity, bank technology. So we're looking for an exciting day of Pitch It and live fundraising on the Innovation Demo Hub stage. Indeed. Okay. And then you'll see a lot of people come to Lendit to network. And we have the we have the Lendit app and Brella that are both live right now. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. So over the years we've continued to to kind of leverage uh, the mobile app as a way to to better connect our attendees. And we've we've continued to develop that. Last year we introduced uh, Brella and, and Peter, as you mentioned. The app is now live, so if you are registered for the event, I highly recommend you go download the app. So, you know, there's there's already folks who are setting up meetings. I actually already received a, a meeting request for the event as well. And so when you log in, you can kind of easily, you know, import, uh, like, for instance, a, a LinkedIn profile. And then within the app, there's Brella. And that is our one-on-one kind of meeting tool. So at the event, uh, there'll be tables set up and you can request meetings with folks through the app and then they can either accept or decline them. And then for that scheduled time, you'll be assigned a, a table and you can have a quick quick chat. It's, you know, all of our attendees are are within Brella. Um, and so that's the best way to communicate with folks, you know, with, with such a large event. So we've been really happy with that technology. And of course, also within the app, you know, you have the agenda, floor map, so really everything that you need uh, is within the app. And, and that's something that we've spent quite a lot of time on. So definitely yep. go out and download the app. Yeah, I agree. I think if you don't download the app and also connect with Brella, you're not going to get the most out of the event. So I think that's, that's it's a must for everybody. And just one, of the, one thing just to add on Brella, I think it's really cool is you can tell it what your interests are, who you want, who the kinds of people you want to meet, and it will actually make suggestions for you. It's like, here are some people that, that represent the interests. And that these people will say, these are who I want to meet. So it, it, you often, you often, it's not just going in completely cold uh, with a lot of these people. So anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about workshops because this is for the first time ever. We are, we're having workshops on day three of the event. Todd, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, we actually tested the workshops within the framework of the agenda last year. And it was such a good response that we wanted to put together workshops for day three this year. So these occur on April 11th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they really focus on topics that we want to dig a little bit deeper into. So we have a success through diversity workshop that features a lot of diverse speakers, is focused on issues of women in the workplace, women in the fintech workplace. We have a bank technology workshop with 500 fintech and Deloitte, who've now partnered on Upside Partners. We have a blockchain-focused workshop with Consensus Academy. 
We have a RayTech workshop that focuses on regulatory technology. And we also, you know, the, the reason behind putting these workshops together is really to dig a little bit deeper into topics. So not just to have a panel or a couple of presentations. We want the audience interaction. We want questions. We want to hear from those who've just seen a presentation or just seen a case study. We want to go through, we want to get people interacted. We want to dig a little bit deeper. And so that's why we've gone to just testing the workshops last year to now doing a full morning of workshops. So you'll see the six workshops on the agenda. Uh, and I forgot to include financial AI in that workshop uh, batch that I went through, but you'll see them on the agenda. And we're really looking forward to digging a little bit deeper into these specific topics. And it's something that we've had a little bit success with, but we're really excited to, to bring in a more uh, robust way here this year. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about the workshops. They're more interactive and they're longer. So the sessions, you can really get into uh, into a topic in, in more depth. And you know, it, I think it's going to be a really valuable, valuable tool for everybody. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about um, the media coverage. We have a ton of media coming. Jason, do you want to talk a little bit about the media? Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most underappreciated parts of our event. Uh, we get 150 to 200 members of the media that come to our event, and we have 5,000 attendees and hundreds and hundreds of uh, people who want to get their name out for one thing or another. So my advice to anyone coming to Lend It is think about what you want to say to the media. Prepare a product launch, a new client, a new employee that's come to your business, an acquisition. These are great things to talk about um, or announce either right before Lend It or at Lend It so that you can uh, head in with the intent to, to network and meet with lots of members of the media and use, use the platform as a way to get your name out there into the news and have it amplified through our platform. Mm-hmm, indeed. Indeed. And uh, finally, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the agenda, Ryan, why don't you, let's just talk about the Expo Hall, uh, uh, what people can expect there. Yeah, so so as Jason kind of mentioned when he was going through the, the venue, uh, we'll, we have our, our large expo hall with uh, between 200 and 250 uh, exhibitors. I actually checked uh, with our team, and this will be the largest showing in terms of number of exhibitors. So the, uh, the room should be uh, quite a buzz. And, of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have the, the demo stage in the middle of the expo hall as well. Okay, so now let's dive into the into the content. Yeah, we've got we're covering a lot like we always do, and you know, Todd, why don't you give us a little bit of a an overview of how how the agenda is structured? Sure. So as Jason mentioned earlier, um, the event is on three floors, and so on those three floors we have content on each floor. The second floor, the main content um, hall, so to speak. Um, is where the event will kick off. And so what we've done is we've structured the agenda so the different pieces of the content stagger when they start. So for example, the event will kick off on April 9th at 8.30 a.m. with opening remarks, and then we'll move into the first keynote session. The keynotes will run from 8.30 to 10.30. The Blockfin Summit, which Jason mentioned earlier, is on the third floor. That begins with the vision stage at 10 a.m. So the keynote started at 8.30, the vision stage starts at 10, and then we have company demos on the first floor 
start at 10.30. So it's a staggered start to content, with the keynotes being the first thing to kick off the event. And after the morning break at 10.50, we'll move into panel discussions on the second and third floor. We have the second floor, our main content hall. We'll kick off with six simultaneous panel rooms. And on the third floor, the Blockfin Summit panels will also kick off. And so the content is a staggered start, and then we'll move in with different stages of content throughout the day. After lunch, we come back for keynotes in the main keynote hall at 1.30 p.m. So we've structured the event slightly differently than last year, where we had a lot of the content start almost at the same time across the event and throughout the event. This year, we've done a little bit of a staggered start and featured different pieces of content starting at different times to feature it in different ways. So we're really excited about the agenda that we've built. We think it's diverse. We think it captures a lot of what's going on in fintech today. And we're really excited to bring you these different types of content pieces that I think you know, everyone will uh, get a great response to. Okay, so let's just dive in a little bit into, let's do the BlockFin Summit first. And what are some of the topics that are going to be covered there, Jason? Sure. Let's see, we're going to start with uh, talk about the future of money and uh, the future of crypto with money. Uh, we'll talk, interview uh, crypto fund managers. We'll talk about market infrastructure, whether it's bank to bank payments or custody administration, kind of all the back office market infrastructure services. We'll look at the state of regulation, both in the US and in Asia, uh, as well as abroad. We will talk about messaging and payments is another topic we're, we're going to cover. Enterprise supply chain is, is a big topic. Those are the ones that come off the top of my head right now. Okay. And then, Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about what some of the other pieces of the agenda, like the real estate, asset-backed, financing, that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So on the real estate side, we have our digital real estate track. This is where we'll really cover digital mortgages. I think you know there's an incredible amount of interest from speakers wanting to talk about this. And so we'll be covering kind of how to complete like a end-to-end -end digital mortgage process. We will talk about, we have some data companies coming. So we're going to talk about interesting ways to apply data into real estate. Also in the real estate, we'll have our residential and commercial real estate track. So we'll have some, uh, some of the leaders there speaking about kind of the institutionalization of of online real estate. We have a couple new names, some, some more offline lenders that are going to speak. We have this interesting panel about kind of solving for the affordable home crisis, some very interesting and innovative companies there. Uh, on the asset-based financing track, we will cover equipment finance, kind of what the opportunity is there. We will co cover auto. We think that's also a, a sector that's really gotten a lot of traction over the last year with, with a lot of interesting service providers and partnerships. And then we're covering solar, which is, is kind of a new topic for this year. You know, there's, there's been a lot of traction in the space. There's a lot of interest. There's some interesting investment opportunities. And so we'll, we'll cover that as well. Okay. And then Todd, I uh, know you, you've been diving into, you know, financial AI and cybersecurity and what, what not. Why don't you tell us what, uh, what's in store there? Sure. So, you know, I know that we've mentioned it a little bit throughout the call, but, you know, financial AI has really been a trendy topic for the last couple of years, and we've seen it perform very well at our conference. 
Uh, and so what we wanted to do this year was really kind of consolidate that into a track. Uh, in the past, we've done it spliced throughout different tracks and, and different sessions. We really wanted to highlight it all together. Uh, we've seen uh, financial AI across uh, fintech and banking really take off. And so we wanted to you know, put together a track that talks about um, you know, how to democratize data using AI, how to improve the con consumer uh, experience using AI. And so we really wanted to highlight the different facets of AI that are currently being used. So it's a lot of talk about what's currently being used today. And I think we've put together a really good, diverse track that uh, can speak to fintechs and banks. And cybersecurity is really, a, it's a new topic for us. It's a new track for us with the amount of attention that some of the big hacks have gotten. So we wanted to put together a track that focuses on how do you protect your data? How do you you know, uh, account for some of the downstream effects that after a hack happens, you know, kind of what happens to, uh, you know, potential customers, potential clients. And then also how can employees within a firm protect themselves better, which in turn can then protect, you know, the firm and the company better. So I think those two are really interesting and diverse tracks. And then we also, you know, feature our international fintech track, which focuses on a few different regions this year. Um, we have India, which talks about wealth management potentially being a, a, a really big new opportunity, as well as lending in India, which has really been sustained and uh, been a big driver of fintech in India. Uh, we're also covering China, which is obviously one of the biggest fintech markets in the world, and Latin America as well. And then for the first time, we're going to have Africa-focused content on the international track. So really, if you look across, whether it's the financial AI cybersecurity international. I think you'll really find that a lot of this is diverse. It's, it's uh, keeping up with what's currently going on uh, and features lots of interesting and new names. Um, I think right now we're trending at about 55, 56% new speakers overall. So I think you really get some fresh and interesting voices this year. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. And, and of course, we've got some fantastic content for the uh, the online lending community. You know, we've, we, our credit and underwriting track has you know, some, some great stuff in here, like making real-time credit decisions. You've got a piece on synthetic fraud, machine learning. And on the small business lending track, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is the this interesting piece about the convergence of payments and lending we've got a we've got a really fascinating session about push payments that uh, that I'm looking forward to on the consumer lending track we have this all the big names that you would expect are here. I'm actually going to be moderating a panel, a CEO roundtable with some of the leading leading platforms about talking about sort of the the more how to how to sort of succeed in this more competitive market now. That it's much more competitive than it than it has ever been. And um, uh, of course, we also have financial inclusion, one of my uh, pet projects that uh, where we will will be uh, covering in depth uh, a variety of different topics there. And uh, in policy and regulation, we've got several people from the from the government coming out to uh, San Francisco to speak, and I'm looking forward to to hearing from them. So anyway, we're almost out of time, unfortunately. I, but I'd like to end with just talking about the keynote speakers. Maybe we could just go around and uh, and talk about who who you're looking forward to hearing from on the keynote stage. And maybe Ryan, we can start with you. Yeah. So I'm most excited about hearing from Max Levchin of Affirm. He is a new speaker for us. And I think the, the point of sales space is just fascinating. So really interested to hear what he has to say. 
Okay, Jason? Okay, so one of the keynote psych firms was Scott Kenberthy from Google. We tracked down their AI team. And the first thing I learned was that Google doesn't have a CTO. They actually have an office of CTO, which are eight different people, Scott being one of them. Scott was uh, head of financial services sector for in the CTO office. And recently he's moved to become the head of direct, uh, the director of applied AI for financial services. So uh, what was really interesting is that Google has spent $30 billion building the Google Compute Platform. GCP is very similar to Amazon AWS, IBM Watson, Microsoft Azure. Uh, most people think of it as cloud, a cloud storage solution. But really what it is, is it's a giant, giant AI machine. And they want to bring as many companies as possible onto this platform now that it's built to utilize their, their AI technology. And one of the things Scott told me was that, you know, the amount of the cost that went into building this platform is unbelievable, unbelievably expensive. And it's something that most financial services companies can't justify uh, uh, for themselves. Thus, he's talking to many of the top banks and financial institutions about moving their back office infrastructure over to the Google Compute platform. I'm really excited to hear more about what's going on. Okay. And, and Todd, who are you looking forward to? Uh, I think it'd be really interesting to see the um, head of the PVSI division at Wells Fargo, Avid Mojtabai. And Avid, um, she basically heads up almost 40,000 employees. And, you know, their PVSI division is basically their innovation division. And so I think it'd be really fascinating to hear from her uh, about some of the things that Wells Fargo is currently doing. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a, a, an interesting discussion with her as well as uh, some of the other keynotes that we've mentioned. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm looking forward to everybody. <laughs> you know, Scott Sanborn, I'm very much looking forward to him kicking off the, the event again with sort of a, a call to action for, for the industry. And, of course, we have Michael Lewis, the person who has uh, written several best-selling books that have been made into great movies like The Big Short and Moneyball, and fascinated to hear what he has to say. And, of course, we have the return uh, of Renaud Laplanche uh, to the Lender keynote stage, and he has a big announcement to make, which we're all very interested in, in hearing about. But anyway, unfortunately, we're out of time. We had more topics to cover, but uh, we are out of time today, guys. So thank you all for sharing uh, sharing with me today and for helping the Lendit audience get the most out of the show. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Okay, thank see you, Peter. guys. Bye. If you've listened this far, you're probably already coming to Lendit Fintech, and I thank you for that. If you haven't registered, you can do so still uh, all the way up to the day of the event. Uh, you can go to lendit.com and click register. Make sure you use the Lend Academy VIP discount code. It gives you 15% off the ticket price. So go ahead and do that. If you've already registered, thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you at this show. Please come up and say hi. Always love to hear from uh, Lind Academy podcast listeners. On that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye. This episode of the Lend Academy podcast was sponsored by Nortridge Software, the platform behind some of the largest and most innovative lending companies in fintech. If you've gone to lend it, chances are you've seen some of their customers. They chose Nortridge Software because it allowed them to push to market faster, provided the flexibility that other platforms don't, and enabled them to go from startup to IPO. 
Learn more at Northridge.com.